You ready for some real talk? As the market contracts, we have to get more and more focused on sales, sales conversions. And if we're going to be doing that, we need to look at the process of sales. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're a heavy operator. You think in logic, you think analytically and methodically. Because of that, I want you to know about Sales Hub from HubSpot. It's an all-in-one platform that is designed beautifully. This tool is a dream, not only for the seller, the person who's having these conversations, but also for you as the operator. It is organized. It's going to sort everything in a beautiful pipeline. You're going to be able to create reminders and you can manage leads. Here's the thing that I love. It automates the outreach. And from an ops perspective, it's powered by AI. So the teams that are in here are going to spend much less time on tedious and time-consuming tasks. And to me, that means productivity, which we all love. You can try Sales Hub for free by going to hubspot.com slash sales and get started today. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. Today, you are listening in to episode 239. We've got a guest for you and someone who just has some really enterprising thoughts that were motivating and encouraging to me. And I know that if you're listening in today, you need to hear this, especially for those people who are leveraging your gifts and your passions in the space of being a service provider and are looking for clients. We're doing a little series right now on really just the having real honest conversations and practical advice. That's the big thing for me is making sure that there's some practical, tactical steps that you can take with these couple of episodes, but we're addressing something that is just kind of looming over us right now, which is a change in the market, a change in the economy. And so you can always depend on us to meet you where you are. And I last week had shared some information with you guys, some facts, but also like what I would do if I were looking for clients right now. And Megan O'Toole, who's going to be joining us today, also has some really, really great ideas that she shared with our private community. And I just reached out to her and I said, man, can we have this conversation publicly so that we can help more people? And she's got a heart just like mine who wants all of us to win and succeed. And she comes to us with some really, really great advice. Not only that, Megan is, she actually came through round nine of our certification. Those of you guys who listen in and who have been following us, we just launched round 22. And so You can see we've been around for a little bit, but Megan was with us in kind of in the infancy of our program and has just been a superstar in her career. From my perspective, I look to her, her wisdom, her experience, and what she brings to our community. She's such a great communitarian, I would say. And you'll see that today because she is so free and happy to share her experience here with all of us today. 
But let me give you a little bit of a background on Megan so you know who we're talking about today or who we're talking with today. And then we'll dive into this really, really sweet conversation. So Megan O'Toole is a dedicated and seasoned entrepreneur. She specializes in helping small businesses succeed. She's been in this space for 15 years, has been helping the creative tech and online business spaces. She's really worked for and with all types of businesses throughout her career, some artists that you may know, and also some really renowned tech companies. She's got a special passion for connecting people to technology and information with the goal of making their work and their personal lives easier and more enjoyable. Megan lives in Boston, where she grew up. She also has three trusty kitties that I love to see around her, a dog, and she loves to knit. And her knitting is absolutely beautiful. I love to see when she posts her finished her finished products. Anyway, Megan, welcome again, and thank you for being here. Well, thanks so much, Natalie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yes, I am so grateful that you were on board with me to to join us in this conversation. You might be wondering if you're listening today, what in the world is this conversation? Well, today we are going to be talking about opportunities that you have that you may not know about right now that you can, you know, look into or what I would love to see you do is actually take action on some of the things or one of the things that Megan is going to to speak about today. In our, as I mentioned earlier, in our private Facebook group of our alumni, she was sharing some just real life happenings of what's been going on with her and where she's been finding success. And I'm not going to steal the thunder, but we'll kick off this, you know, interview by talking about and having you share your experience with Upwork. And this is a platform. You might want to just describe the platform and then give us some tips. Yeah. So. Upwork is a freelancer marketplace where basically clients go and post what they need. And as a freelancer, you can pitch, submit a proposal, and, you know, you go from there. And then also one of the things that also can happen, which has happened already to me a couple times, is clients will reach out to you and ask you to apply for a specific job. And I've been on Upwork since 2017, but I never really I never really dove into it until around 2022. And I I got into it because it was like the summer, it was slow. And I got a couple potential gigs. And then I met with somebody who actually hired me for a full-time job for contract for 90 days. So then I kind of forgot about Upwork because then I was sort of off and running, like had this full-time contract job. And then I got more clients on the side, you know, just through my website. But you know, as everybody knows, things have really changed over the past few years. And I made a decision last fall that I really want to get a full-time job. But in the interim, I need to bring in income. And, you know, one of the things I want to share, and I feel like this will be applicable to probably a lot of the people, like a lot of a lot of the DOOs that are listening. I'm single by choice. I only have one income, right? So I don't have a partner or a family that I can lean on. So I can't be very choosy about my work. So while I'm looking for a full-time job, I was like, well, I don't really want to go all out and do marketing around my services because I just don't want to do that anymore. I really want a full-time, I, I want a full-time job, but I know that's not what this podcast is about. So, <laughs> so I was like, well, how can I drum up some business? And so I checked out Upwork again in January and Basically, I applied to a couple proposals, didn't get anywhere. And then over the past few weeks, something has changed there. Like 
I've all of a sudden started getting, like right now I have three different clients that I'm working with that I landed just within the past week. I have two other clients, one that asked me to apply. So it just seems like something has happened there. And one of the things that I'm happy to dive into further with you here is that I shared in the community is that it is an algorithm and you have to use it. And I'm pretty intuitive around how to use algorithms. So I've created almost a system for myself and I've started to really see that pay off. And that's what I shared in the community because, you know, I know people are struggling. And, you know, one thing that I, I think is important for people that are coming up to know is that, sure, in an ideal world, you're only working with people that want your services, right? That are hiring you for your specific niche. In the 12 years, 11 and a half years that I've been in business, that is not my experience. Like I get a lot of great clients, but I also have to, you know, subsidize. Basically, I love getting the clients that want my services, but I've also found there are times like in the middle of the summer or, you know, in December going into January where I need to pick up some extra gigs and Upwork has really helped with that. Yeah. Thanks for for saying this. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you definitely should. And Megan, I know it hasn't been released, so you haven't. But that's some of the the two things that you just hit on there. Two of the several things that you just hit on there were things that I suggested last week. Like sometimes you just can't be choosy. Sometimes, you know, yes, we have an ideal person or business or industry or experience or dollar amount that we want to work with. But in the real world, it's sometimes you, to use your words, you have to subsidize it. And so you have to broaden when you're feeling constricted or like you really need to get some action going. And sometimes we are really blessed in the meantime. Like we end up working with some of the coolest, best clients. You know, I reflect back on my biggest, longest, highest paying client I ever had, which ended up turning into a full-time job for me for about a year and a half was a male client. I had always said leaving corporate, like here's who I'm working with and here's who I'm not working with. And then a friend ended up introducing me and we ended up having a conversation. I was like, you know, I really love the work. I really, it just felt good. And so I broadened, right? I didn't say no because he didn't fit this exact criteria. I ended up saying yes and having a really, really, really great experience that has been able to benefit me and what I've created here in the DOO certification. So I'm all about just like, where are you at right now? Don't compromise your life. Don't compromise all of your values. Like I would never tell you to do that. But know that there's this idealistic world and then a realistic world. And somewhere between those two points, depending on where you are, depending on how busy you are, depending on what your need looks like, you're probably going to have to be flexible at some point in your career. So I love that you pointed out that. And then the last point I made in last week's episode is, hey, if you're done with hustling for clients, if you're done you know, with marketing, if you're like really drained by doing that, it's time to start looking for a full-time job or a right. job that, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been in both of those places and it's neither of them are right or wrong there. It all depends on you forever and always. So I just love that you came into the community. Number one, sharing, which is totally Megan forever and always has always been that person in our community. But because you just, you just seem to be so enterprising and you do take a lot of action. And I'm all about people who like, here's a circumstance and you're very real, which matches me, but it's like, this is what's going on and this is what I'm doing. And that's, I mean, an action of change and then also bringing it so freely to our community is so appreciated. But this perspective on Upwork, 
I just pulled up the comment right now or the post that you have put in here. We have 36 comments in a small private community within this because it is very helpful. So I love that you have leveraged Upwork. I know in my freelancer journey, you know, I've been in this game for about eight years since I left corporate and Upwork was one of those tools for me back in the day. But I haven't truly been on Upwork in quite some time. And so I thought that this was a great conversation to have because maybe you're listening to this and you've never heard of Upwork. Megan described it. It's really a To me, it's just kind of like a matchmaking service. It's kind of like a database, a matchmaking service, a directory. There's a lot of of goodness there that I believe that people that are listening today that want and aspire to gain new clients, this is a great place to do it. And the tool is really cool. What I can see from the outside looking in, like I don't have insider knowledge of what Upwork is doing, but from what I can see, it looks like they're investing in the tool right now. So that means that they, I mean, there's fuel to it, right? So it could be part of why this is beneficial for people who are on the platform right now. So definitely check out Upwork. And Megan, I'm going to let you kind of share some ideas on how to best leverage Upwork if this is something that you're interested in. Yeah. So one thing I do want to say is I feel like there's, I don't know if there's, negativity or like stigma. But one thing that's one thing I want to address about working on Upwork is that so first of all, the thing that I've found in the three clients that I've gotten is that it has been so easy. Like, you know, some of the contracts that I've gotten in the past have been, you know, between eight and $15,000, right? Like with my services and the lead time to get, you know, the larger contracts can sometimes be six weeks going back and forth with the proposal, especially if you're dealing with like a larger team that has to get sign off. And so one thing I do want to say is that, well, I can go over like quickly, like what I've done on Upwork. But that's one thing I've noticed really quickly is that I send a quick proposal. It's literally quick and dirty. Here's what I can do for you. Here's a couple screenshots of what I've done. And then they reply and then we get started. So that's one thing that I found really refreshing is that like, It just happens immediately. So basically what I have done is because I knew that Upwork was an algorithm, I realized, okay, I need to be in there every day engaging and looking at like, so when you log in, it gives you best matches, most recent, and then US only. And so I usually stay in the best matches. And because one thing that I do want to clarify, so let me back up for a second. So when I decided to really focus on Upwork and see if I can get, you know, clients there. I decided that I was going to create a profile that was pretty brief, but clear who I am, the brief, you know, snippet of my experience, right? I've been in the business world for 15 years. I have strong experience in operations, marketing. Here's what I can do for you. And then I also said, I'm new to Upwork because I had no, I hadn't, actually landed any clients, right? So that's another thing. You have to get more clients to be pushed up into the algorithm. So I don't have any work on there when I started, like really deciding to focus there. I've been in business for 15 years. I'm now deciding to come to Upwork so I can help more people. And then I created a specialized account. You have an account and then they give you different profiles. So I have my main general profile, which like gives an overview of who I am, what I just shared with you. And then I created a specialized profile that is still in my account, 
And it is specifically for helping people with Notion. So I realized I just want to focus on one tool so I can get in front of people so I don't confuse people about what I do. And then I started checking in every day, applying to jobs. And then the one thing that I want to just sort of a pro tip here is you can save jobs, but I want to encourage you if you really want to make this happen to apply immediately because they get overrun with proposals very quickly. And so one of the things that I've done to make that really easy for me is I've created a canned proposal. And basically what it what I do is, you know, I say, hey, if they've added their name, I add their name. I am applying for your and then whatever the the title of the job is. And then I customize it with any specifics. And then I also tell them, here's what I can do for you. And then give a little snippet about what I've done, like that I've trained, you know, over 25 people at once, you know, any sort of like key things that are going to set me apart from the other people. And then I give like one or two screenshots because you don't want to give them everything because you don't know who they are. You don't know how they'll use those screenshots. I also pixelate any sort of like information. And then if I'm allowed, sometimes you can boost your proposal. So when you sign up for Upwork, you get a hundred what they call connects. Now, because I have been on Upwork (laughs) since 2017, I have over 300 connects. So I am in a position where I can actually apply to a handful of jobs a week because each job is different connects. It can be anywhere between eight to, I think, 20 connects. But to get back to the system, so I get in there every morning. I look at what are some jobs and I apply to, you know, between one and four jobs. I also pay attention to payment. Like there's there's a lot of people on there that really don't want to pay well. And so there's a thumbs down. I will click on that. And that helps the algorithm understand the kind of jobs I'm looking for. And yeah, that's really what I've done is I've just I I make sure I check in every day. I'm engaging with jobs. I reply to people immediately. I recently boosted my profile so I get into like the public feed. And that is I think I'm like boosting it like eight connects a day. I don't know what that has done for me, but I have had two people reach out to me and ask me to apply for jobs. And one of them is a great job that I'm really hoping to hear from today. The other thing I want to say that I mentioned earlier is that I was able to get a really good paying job in 2021 or 2022. I can't even remember now from Upwork. And the people that I've worked with just in the past few weeks, it's all high quality people, like really, you know, good people that have good businesses. And that was the other thing that I really enjoy about being on Upwork. Like, Natalie, you know, we're friends on Facebook. You've seen me talk about this. Like, it is really hard to get work, to get clients right now. And you and I talk about this often. Like, we have servants' hearts, right? Like, we want to serve. Like, I just want to work, right? I just want to do a good job for people. And so that has been one of the things that has been really just like, I don't know, surprising that I've been able to just get these jobs and I just started right away and I'm able to deliver really quickly. Yes, I have made a few notes as you were talking, and I think that it's worth echoing this for you who are listening today. The immediacy of, you know, I mean, we have a hiring company, right? So I know how long and really the the smoothest hiring process on our team on that side of the business would be three and a half weeks, right? So Megan just said, you can apply and be hired 
within hours sometimes. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't go on for a long time. So, you know, we get a lot of people who are disgruntled who, you know, friends and people in our community who are like, man, I applied like three weeks ago to this one posting and I've not heard anything or I've, I've, you know, it's been six weeks and no one's ever talked to me. Like, what, what do I do next? This seems to be something that is really quick because think about it. The business owner is going out with a very specific need and they're looking through a list of people. Let's just say this. They're looking through a bunch of profiles to say, or, or they just put it out there like, this is what I need. And then they let the system work for them to kind of match them together. To piggyback off of that and something that Megan shared with us is having that specialized profile that she mentioned where, yes, you, especially if you're an, an operator and you've been in the game for a long time, you've got a ton of skills. I know you do, just like I do. But I think what I heard from you is to go out there and yes, you have a broad look of, you know, you have a broad skill set. But go out there and at least start working inside of, of Upwork with one or two of those skills. And maybe that is a tech tool. Maybe that is project management. Maybe that is, you know, bookkeeping, whatever it is. But narrow down at first and then just see how that feels before you start to expand. But I feel like going in there in a platform like this and saying, I'm a director of operations, it might not have the same success as being specific in this case, just because of the way that the system is is set up. Can I comment on that? So that is exactly right, because my previous profile was, I'm a director of operations, here's everything I can do for you, and it was crickets. And then the one thing I also want to be clear about, I priced myself as like tech VAs, like I priced myself at $35 an hour. Would I normally do that? No, but I looked at that as, this is a way for me to get my foot in the door, get a couple jobs on my profile so people can see that I'm legitimate. And then I plan to raise it to probably $50 an hour. And then the other thing, which you just mentioned, Natalie, I am not doing DOO work. The work that I'm doing is very specific. They tell me what they need and that's what I do. And I don't go beyond that. I don't offer strategy. I mean, obviously, I do my best and I say, hey, this is a best practice that you want to pay attention to and steer people away from, you know, creating something that doesn't make sense. But I'm not going to sit there and talk about like, oh, let's, you know, map out a workflow. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> So that is one thing that I really want to be clear about, because I think also as DOOs, like we we know best practices, we know strategy, we know what needs to be fixed. And I said to myself and, you know, we have talked about this. I'm a unicorn, right? I will overgive. I, I have a huge range of skills, but it's better for me to just narrow in so people know exactly what they're going to get and that there's no resentment, right? That has just been a really great experience, like to be able to just deliver this stuff really quickly and get paid. Yes. So you're bringing money in the door pretty quickly, but with all things, you are going to, and just knowing the caliber of person that you are and the people who listen into this podcast, I mean, we will over deliver, right? But I think it's very, very wise advice to do what you say you're going to do, right? Don't give them everything for, especially if you're coming in at a lower rate, which I applaud you for because it's actually helping you to get things moving. Right. I want to just specify because I'm sure people are like gasping when they hear that I charge, you know, 35 when I can charge $500 for a strategy call normally. That is strategic on my part. It's really to just get these quick and easy projects in the door. So Upwork, the algorithm sees that I'm like a valuable mm -hmm. candidate. 
And, you know, they're going to rate you well because you're coming in with a specific deliverable and you're able to do that in a very, you know, short amount of time. So you're winning on your side. The thing that happens here and several people that had commented on your post had said that, you know, they've also done this. And then these, if you're working in a place where they value you, you like, you know, you're starting to get to know the business, then you start to say, hey, I didn't give you all the strategy and all of this because it wasn't in the scope of my initial agreement. But you start to see something. And I think it's wise to just test the waters and say, hey, you know, I know we're wrapping up here. These are some other things that I could do, or these are some other things or ideas or, you know, strategies that I have. If you're interested in working in a deeper capacity, that's kind of the sales, you know, it is sales, but it's really just having an authentic conversation of how you truly can help. And then it sounds like this has been, this has been a successful approach for others where you can then go into a longer term, you know, retainer or project, you know, from the same person. And remember, when you're doing it this way, you're not spending a lot of time to secure this quote unquote lead or prospect. You've already like tested the waters. They've paid you already. And now if this is a place that you enjoy being in this and you feel like you can be beneficial in what their needs are and it's a mutual agreement, then you know, you, you're able to gain a longer term client because of, of leveraging a platform like this. Yeah. And one of the things when I mentor other women, I say to them, like, the best way to set yourself apart is to do a really good job mm-hmm. because <laughs> we all know customer service, people that are invested in their jobs, unfortunately, like, you can really set yourself apart when you do a good job and when you communicate and when you're clear and people want that, like it's a relief to people. And so I also look at that, like one of, you know, you mentioned getting other jobs. One of the guys I'm working with has already asked me to help him with his community on Mighty Network, which is something that, you know, I've helped with because I've been a community manager in the past, right? So I think that the way that I look at this and the way that I look at, you know, a lot of stuff in business is, what doors is this going to open, right? Like always take the call because you just never know how this person will impact you down the road, right? So I just think that, Natalie, you attract a lot of really strong people. And I think that while Upwork may feel maybe uncomfortable to people or foreign or, you know, however you want to look at it, I just look at it as a new way for me to build my business, bring in income and create those relationships. Since joining the HubSpot Podcast Network, I have challenged myself to listen to a new podcast every single month. So I'm going to challenge you to do the exact same thing. And the one that I'm recommending is The Science of Scaling. One of the episodes I recently listened to was with Elisa Rosenthal, who is the head of sales for OpenAI, a tool we all are likely using. And I thought it was a really cool behind the scenes look at how she got the job, how she builds her team. And of course, lots of other operational goodness that I think you're really going to enjoy. So take a listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you listen to your podcast. And right now, this whole series in the podcast is talking about getting clients now. Like I'm not talking about getting your highest paying client that you've ever had in your 20 years of experience. I'm talking right. about what our community is is talking about is how do we get income in the door today. And when I saw your post and had all of these, you know, new ideas to me, I thought, man, we've got to have this conversation. 
as I mentioned, you've been in the game for 15 years. You have seen the highs, the lows. You've worked with a variety of different people outside of Upwork. Right now, what would be other points of advice that you would share with with women that are listening in? So I think, you know, there's always work out there. You just have to figure out how to approach it. And so two things I've been doing, actually three things I've been doing, or let's just talk about two things. So two things I've been doing is one, I've been doing a lot of live workshops to just bring in, you know, a grand or a little more a month, focusing on one thing that I am really good at that people want to learn, but they can't afford to hire me, right? Like, and the other thing is, taking my my solutions, my systems that I've done for clients and creating out-of-the-box solutions as templates or products or courses that people can just buy. Now, courses take a lot of work, right? It's not something that I would necessarily recommend because there's just a lot of work marketing to be done. But templates are such an easy thing to sell right now. I'm selling Notion templates and Basically, what I'm doing is I am taking things that I have put into my clients' businesses and I'm just repackaging them as literally out-of-the-box solutions that people just need to install and that's it. And there's plenty of tools that you all can do that with. You know, Dubsado, HoneyBook, ClickUp, Notion, Asana, Monday.com. There's just ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit. Like, it's never-ending, right? So whatever you do well, Think about how you could, you know, maybe create one template, one product and sell that. I have found that that has also been a great way for me to get some money in the door and also get in front of other people that may not know me. You know, as you say that, I am recalling a face, I think it was a Facebook ad or maybe it was a friend's post or a business friend's post or something like that. But they were talking about how much money do you have sitting in your Google Drive? Yes. Like, yeah. I was like, what does that mean? So I kind of clicked into it and started poking around a little bit. And it was like, you can create so many digital products Mm -hmm. by looking at what you have delivered clients in the past. So, and what it made me think of is we teach organizational design inside of the certification. That was one of those things that's just like, really, it was like sitting one client that I was working with, we were trying to figure out who we were going to hire today and then who we were going to hire down the road. And I ended up coming up with an org design, which is just the way my brain thinks. It was not even a deliverable that I had promised anybody. It's just, it was like a sketch of what goes on upstairs when I'm answering the question that was asked to me. And that's what that made me think of is like, go into your Google Drive. Like you talked about, you know, technology and and templates that you can create based off of technology. But the other thing I would say and challenge you is look inside here and see inside of your Google Drive or wherever you hold all of these gems. And are there processes inside of there too? Yeah. Which is a, an example of that would be the org design. And, you know, there's there's just so much that we have that we take for granted because of the way that your brain works. And I promise you, you are special. Your brain works in a special way. And just like this conversation with Megan, I don't think about Upwork, but she does. And it's been able to bring a lot of support to our community, but everyone has something really great that you can then templatize and sell. And it doesn't matter if it's a tech tool, a process, whatever it is. You know, I think that that is a great reminder that you don't have to set up a full-fledged business and think that you're going to do this and make a billion dollars by selling this one process or this one template, right? But if you can get out there and do a workshop on it and sell it for a thousand dollars, I mean, I don't know anyone who's upset about a thousand dollars. 
Yeah. And I think also the other option is to think about when pe- when you get on a call with people, right? I've gotten on a call with people who can't necessarily afford my rates for building out like a notion set up for them. But now I can turn around and say, well, here are my templates and you can hire me on a strategy call and I can help you go over these. Yeah. You know, so there's there's just multiple different ways you can come at things. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot now, I heard this from our friend Megan Belatichu, world building, really thinking about like, where is your expertise and how can you build a world around products and services that all become an ecosystem that people can buy, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, there are so many systems that you can sell, like canned emails, SOPs, how to put together a launch, like, you know, a launch packet, like things like that, that people just don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes other service providers are buying these so that they can, you know, go to market faster. It's not always that you're selling to business owners. Sometimes it's also business owners that are service providers, too. It's like, oh, I'd love that follow up sequence. I haven't thought about that. Or, you know, here's my CRM or whatever. So just know that your audiences can be twofold. I have a friend who is a local friend that I was having lunch with recently, and she's in the marketing space. And she said, you know what, you know, I just need to bring in a little bit of cash. And she networks locally with some with some entrepreneurial groups. And she went to the leader and she was like, hey, is there any way that I could do an SEO workshop? She's an SEO expert. And she's like, could I do that? Like everybody could could use this. And so the lady came back and said, sure, like we can do we can hold up to 12 spots. So she charged $97. Seven people ended up saying yes to this. It's a very small, we live in a very small town. So it's not like there's that many people here and and certainly not that many entrepreneurs. But she ended up selling seven spots in a very small town with no marketing, really. She just posted it in this group. It was, you know, 800 bucks that she was able to bring in. And yes, the money was great. It was a one-time workshop. It wasn't anything deeper. She ended up getting one longer-term client who wanted her to do an audit and then go in and start doing some fixing some technical work afterwards. And so, yes, it brought in $800. Now she's got a $3,000 contract off the back of it. And another finding that I'll just share with you is she said, oh my goodness, Natalie, if 12 people would have showed up in that room, there is no way I would have been able to serve all of them because it was just, it was too hard. Even with the seven there, she's like, I really think doing a $300 workshop with four people would be way better. So, you know, that's just the iteration of of experience and learning as you go. But that's a, a great, great thought. If you like teaching live, if you like to record it, you've got a lot of different options out there. But the bigger thing that both Megan and I want you to take away is you've got something that you can sell right now. You don't have to make it perfect. You don't have to create a six module course on it. It doesn't have to be highly marketed and funnels and Facebook and all of this stuff, it, it can really be much simpler than than you have probably thought about in the past. So I hope by us opening up that conversation, you will take a deeper look at what you have in your arsenal. Look at all the gems that you have provided to clients in the past. And I think that it'll jog your memory in a, in a positive way. It sure did mine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's just, a, I think a, one of the things also that I just want to point out is that people think it's just about social media. And it's not, right? Like it's about networking. It's about like what you just said with your friend who did an in-person workshop, like really tapping into your network and see also paying attention to what other people are doing, right? Like that's one of the great things about being second to market, which is when you come after what other people are doing, you can see what what other people are doing, how they're doing it well, how you can do it better. And I would just, you know, most people want you to win. Most people want content. Most people that have clients or memberships 
want to be able to bring in interesting people. So don't be afraid to pitch to people. I love it. Megan, thank you so much for having this conversation. If you're listening in and you're like, man, this lady is so generous to share all of this, I would invite you to follow along with her journey. Megan, where would you send all of these listeners to to find out more about you, what you have? Maybe you have something that they want to. Yeah, I mean, I guess the best place to go is meganotool.com forward slash links because that has my website, that has my newsletter that I send every week that you can also be a paid subscriber and my templates are there. So it's, everything is there, meganotool.com forward slash links. Yes, and I have to just personally say that you're always so insightful and you are very quick to take action on some emerging or new, whether it's a tool or whether it's just something going on out there. And so I look to you a lot of times for that. And I know in the AI space, of course, it's not brand new, but the way that we're using it feels new. And I felt like I was a little behind the curve because I've got a team that does you know, that does a lot of the doing. And so when I saw that you were talking about AI and and really how to use AI, I reached out to Alex right away who runs our Inner Circle Mastermind. And I said, make sure to get Megan inside of this community because you are a thought leader. And yeah, you're not like the first person to talk about chat GPT, but I trust you. I know you. I know that you will go in depth. I know that you do a really, really good job. And because of that, it was easy to ask you. And so that kind of piggybacks. I, I hope that it shows that when you go into her links, you're going to see some great things that she can can help you with. But the other part of that is I know you, I trusted you, and I wanted to pay you to be a part of sharing your knowledge inside of our community. So that's available to all of us. You know, you just have to claim your stake and be brave and bold and put it out there. Megan's very, very good about sharing what she has going on, whether it's good or bad or movement or slow down. She's very good about doing that. And because of that, I've been able to follow her along her journey. And then, of course, welcome her back to the podcast today, but also inside of our community. So Megan, I'm so grateful that we are connected. And for all that you bring me, honestly, you really help me to to grow up in business too. And I'm very grateful for that. Well, right back at you. I feel like I learned so much in the deal. I still go into the content in there and grab stuff. I mean, it is just, and I've met so many incredible people. Yeah, it's just definitely the community for sure. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I hope that this has been helpful for everyone else. If you're listening in, I would love to hear your outtakes from this. What thoughts, what new ideas do you have? And mostly, are you going to check out Upwork? You can go over to opsinsiders.com. Join us over there. That's where we continue the conversation every single week. And we're going to be asking you, have you checked out Upwork? (laughs) Get your profile set up see what you can do over there. And then both Megan and I are cheering for you. We're rooting for you. And we hope that these suggestions today help you to move forward right now. Hope you guys have a fabulous week and you'll hear from me next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.